Thank you for coming to the fourth episode of the second season of San Plegrino podcast run by May. This podcast is about my self-reflection and things I did not have in the helpful for such a late night thoughts I had in mind. So I have recorded um, a conversation with my friend like three li- three weeks before and that's what I'm going to be posting in this episode instead of the one I was planning before and I pre-recorded. So... Um, to give you a context behind the timeline of everything, it's sec- uh, 22nd of September right now, but uh, my friend and I recorded in August, I believe, or just the beginning of September, I believe. So that's kind of a different thing, and I'm not in Japan. I'm already in London now, so it's uh, it's been a really long time since I posted the last one. And yeah, but enjoy. Um, wait, what do I usually say? Okay, thank you for coming to the fifth episode of the second season of Sound Like Reno podcast run by May. This podcast is about my self reflection, things I did not have an output for, such as the late night thoughts I had in mind. So today, I have a guest for the first time. Um, if you could introduce yourself. Hello, guys. My name for this podcast, I'll keep it as Bestie. And I feel extremely honored for being invited <laughs> to today's podcast and to be the first guest. And since I know her pretty much for most of my high school time, so now it's been pretty much six years, I think it's a long enough time for me to consider myself as someone who knows may well enough to give her um, <laughs> uh, constructive criticism and uh, to show my appreciation for her amazing side of the personality Thank so you. Yeah. <laughs> okay um well i didn't really like prepare anything for it um but um so we are we met in high school um I mean, most of the people who listen to this probably already know, but, um, and I came in actually in the middle of the year of the first year of high school and, um, our class size is really, really small. So it's about 20 people. So we basically know everyone of them. And that's kind of the background on like where we basically spend time in high school. Um, so, I mean, you have an interesting background, as in your identity crisis is always <laughs> a problem anywhere around the world. So if you couldn't explain that. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So when people ask me, where are you from? All my friends know my typical answer because I'm always saying uh, genetically or geographically. And let me explain where it's coming from. Uh, I'm not sure whether people can guess based on my speaking way because normally people cannot distinguish straight away uh, my origin based on my accent so my parents are both Russians but they met in Japan uh, in the lovely city called Niigata and uh, then somehow they decided that they want to get married and they moved to Osaka so I was born in Osaka. I was a pure uh, Kansai Jin, and I could the only Japanese I could speak was actually Kansai Ben, and uh, of course Russian alongside. And when I moved uh, with my family when I was five years old to Tokyo, 
there was a funny story where in one week after I started going to the local kindergarten, all the kids were talking in Kansai band somehow. And the people could not believe how the hell the Russian chick can influence our kids in this bad way so much. Because, of course, I was telling them the bad words in Kansai band. And then uh, <laughs> I was going to both Russian school and Japanese school along like together in parallel for a good 10 years. And uh, for high school, I decided to join IB, which basically became the first time when I was using English, which I've been learning since I was seven years old, into practice. So I hope my accent kind of got better because I remember how six years ago it was terribly Russian and everybody was telling me that, oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> Russian. And uh, I guess I got some Americanized English influence from my friends in the past six years. And uh, yeah. yeah, I do sound more like a Russian immigrant from US. And uh, I guess, I don't know. So yeah. then after IB, I decided to study in Germany for medicinal chemistry. I finished my degree this summer, actually, so you can congratulate me with that. So whenever people are asking me, uh, so what are you based on university? I was saying a legal drug dealer, because it's basically all about the pharma industry. <laughs> and yeah, now here I am. I don't speak German, because my university was purely in English. And uh, yes, yeah. that's pretty much all about it. Yeah. So fun fact about the similarity between us is that we were born in the same city. <laughs> Our houses, though your grandma's house and my house somehow was within one kilometer walking. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a weird fun fact. I was in the same city. Uh, well, my mom was born well my mom's side of my family is in osaka now not in osaka because they moved but um yeah but they are usually based in like kansa area and yeah that's something yeah that's that that was something that we were like oh my god why did like it's such a coincidence it's like kind of creepy at the same time <laughs> well, I guess coincidences happen for a reason, usually, right? So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was defined a long time ago before we even were aware of it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I really didn't prepare anything, but, um, I mean, I can open the questions, but I remember Hannah was asking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From oh, the you questions, should, you maybe. should cut out this part, by the way, because I'm saying your name. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. So, yeah, let's go to the questions about the... Me and you probably, I could talk May. about that. Yeah, sure, like, actually, we can do both. Yeah. The MB analysis. Dun, 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 dun. I'm trying to open them. Yeah, wait, okay. where was it? Did I send I it? Yeah, um, uh, do you want me to send it to you? Wait, I, I think I have it. I just don't know. Yeah, I just opened Instagram. Questions about Hannah. What is the best quality about me? What oh, kind okay. of friend am I and stuff? Yeah, I got I think I got it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> which question do you want to start on? I'll do, I'll, I'll do about you and then you can do about me. Actually, yeah, let's do it this way. Like, you just decide the order and yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not the best at describing other people, so this is not like my um, cup of tea, but... Oh, well, make it as a cup of coffee because I'm also a coffee lover in your case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, what is the... Okay, what's the first... Oh, wait. Uh, what's the first... Well, I don't... Okay, so just to... just This is not in the questions that I sent you really uh-huh. early on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But what's the first memory of you meeting me? You came to school with another guy who... Uh-huh. And, and because um, this other guy, guys, just so that you know, he is a pretty outgoing person, and uh, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he hears this, and I don't think he cares that his name is yeah, out. But no, no, no need, anyways. I mean, who knows? They will okay. know. Anyway, okay. so basically, because this guy, he's half Japanese, half Canadian, which already tells enough about his <laughs> identity. Yeah. Yeah, As much. any half guy, um, if you guys know the reality in Japan, they tend to be quite confident and outgoing, especially in high school times. And um, that's why compared to him, you were quite stiff in general. I mean, also taking into account that you were pretty much two heads shorter than him. So you were generally <laughs> small as a contrast. And uh, I was just shocked uh, how... The way how uh, you know local local meaning how Japanese you look outside, uh, how not Japanese you sound at all inside. So I, I was basically saying that you are the um, how do you call it? I was calling you as the uh, no convictions of racism, please, but like the whitest Japanese I've ever heard. <laughs> you know that yeah, you, okay. your American accent can exceed sometimes the Native American accent of the Native Americans, disregard of the skin color. And that's why, like, this part was really shocking for me, especially with my, back in those days, Russian accent. And, um, yeah, and then I just, dis- I just remember because you came in the middle of sem- semester, and obviously uh, when it's already half years pretty much passed, uh, it's really difficult to get nicely integrated into the community. And uh, me as a f- foreigner who was always um, kind of excluded from the school community until I came into high school, like I was always treated as a gaijin. Plus, to, also I have to mention that I have a pretty featured face, which has a pretty uh, large birthmark that covers pretty much half of my face, which is the reason why many people call me Zuko from Avatar. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I literally in university, I got to know that there were quite some guys who were behind my back, uh, like referring to me as Zuko. And it was funny because like one of those guys started having crush on me later and then he told me about it. And then he was saying how he started telling his guys to stop doing that. I was like, oh my gosh, what a double standard I'm observing here. And uh, (laughs) Anyways, point is that I was always excluded and I knew how bad it feels when you are alone and you don't know how to start um, talking because you didn't really seem a person who would want to make a first step, who would be feeling comfortable to make a first step uh, when everybody is already seen so friendly. Because especially in our case, uh, since we were a small class, as you mentioned earlier, um, everybody was and still is actually very, very close to each other. 
So I can imagine how you would feel yourself as a complete outsider. And I just decided to talk to you just to see how uh, smoothly you get involved in the conversation if I'm the one make, making first step. So, and yeah, you seem to be fine passing the test. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I guess so that's one, I guess that's one way, but, um, well, I think my memory is pretty much like, um, like train rides to Shibuya, but don't remember like if it was like the first, like we, we don't, um, I mean, the first time we met was like basically me visiting the high school while you guys are in class. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I think for me, um, you know, what? I'll, I, I think I can confirm later if he doesn't want his name on it or not. But Angie's impression, first impression was too much that anyone else's first impression was not as big as anybody else. Uh, because his, he, he came in, um, he was like, he was like, I, I don't even know. I was, I think it's the the most opposite first impression i've ever had before in a person but when i first met him when i visited the school he like had he we did a handshake and he was like oh nice and he has like the australian accent and he's like oh like i don't even know how to say it but um he was like nice to meet you um like you I'm like I I don't know what he said but he was just basically the typical like stereotype of a gentleman and then he he did a handshake Uh and I was like who in who in high school does a handshake to a person you just meet in the first day but you know you know it happens it just seemed like a little because I come literally from an international school that's like super casual and like it's yeah it wasn't it was it wasn't you okay so that was the first impression of him and then you were um you were there too but I remember it more being like you were because on the day I visited the school um there wasn't the other guy we only visited because we had to get like textbooks or something and um, the Canadian dude. <laughs> yes, I think I don't remember you that much when you just came and you were more like an observer. I remember oh, yeah. When yeah. It actually you guys starting to take classes with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, like the first, very first time that I met um, with you guys was... Um, like, I remember only that you were kind of excited that the other new guy is coming in. <laughs> because you guys don't know, you haven't seen the other dude. And then everyone was like, oh, like, so there must be another dude that's coming in. And then everyone's like, I mean, obviously, obviously, like, they were excited for new people to come in. Because they were only 18 people, well, they were only 18 or less people. But... The people were like, oh, where's the other new dude? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, the point was, I think, because I knew that he's half Canadian, I was just simply more excited to see another, let's say, um, Caucasian, at least half Caucasian person coming in. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the first thing I remember. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. But, um, I mean, I didn't, see, I, I only saw, I think I saw, um, I saw him during the entrance exam, so I knew about it, but. Yeah, so that's the very, very first. But then, like, you, um, I was, like, very, and uh, very not enthusiastic about anything, to be honest, at that point. Um, I mean, you were about it. everything. You hated everything. <laughs> I hated it. Like, I literally hated the school. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't like how it was too just very controlled. And it's the most controlled class because of how it works. Like, you, you know, it's the first class. Oh, class of... You have to admit that it's the least control uh, school you can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do, yeah, you kind of have to. It's just like visual self-representation because, I mean, not many good schools, especially in Japan in general and Tokyo specifically, allow students to dye their hair, to pierce their ears, to do makeup, to do nail polish, yeah. to arrange school uniforms. So let's say the control part was coming more on the internal academic side, which is understandable yeah. because of how much freedom is allowed to do on the external side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, well, it's just also just the comparison between the international school I went and just regular Japanese school in the first place, like, we, we literally were eating food during class in, in my international school. So mm-hmm. it's different, you know, like it just like the, the the atmosphere was a little different. And I was like, okay, this is school. Like this is literally school. So, I mean, that was different. But then I guess we, well, we got used to it. Obviously, we were treated like we, we literally treated um, so much by I think the teacher student ratio was um two to one or something like that i like i forgot i calculated it the other day but i forgot teacher students one to two teachers no 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 the student we had more teachers than the students no way wait a second no 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 we i did i did count this 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 is like this was okay, okay okay well like not in the first year maybe because we only had the one grade but right after like maybe after the second year people came in they we we had more than that so we were we had more teachers than the students in the first well in the overall grade wise Uh and that's why we're like literally treated like kids and obviously it's fine and we are like we had to be obedient and everything but then yeah it is also at the same time the most like relaxed school in a way because it's not confined to a japanese standard of education um yeah. And also, so whether you choose that or not is like another question. So, like you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose IB to be honest. But I know people do. Um, I wouldn't, I would never do it again. But sorry, but yeah, I just wanted to make one comment that I would say my IB experience in Koksai uh, was uh, especially remarkable by how accessible the teachers were. I never been in a situation in the atmosphere where the student teacher relationship would be so um, 
academically casual, I mean. So, of course, we were not going out for coffees and stuff after school, but when you need to ask for help, when you need to discuss something, it was always easy uh, because the teachers were treating you on equal and they were treating everybody on equal and they were not making any obvious favors in front of everybody the way it tends to happen in normal average school, especially at the earlier phases, like elementary and yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, to be honest, out of all the education part of it, the most that we were very honored to have is the teachers and, like, how we were treated. Um, Whether the education was hard or not is another question, Uh, but, yeah, that's that's another topic, but, yeah. Can I clean my nose? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you can do that. (laughs) The thing is... I mean, I can clearly hear my this kind of voice because of like how my nose is blocked now. So like my way of talking is also pretty funny right now. Okay, I think now I'm torn. back to normal. Okay. Yes. All right. Um... So just the last thing to add, because uh, I always I'm the lots of later adding things person. I think uh, the actual close uh, getting close part happened when I don't know. Are you going to include it or not? maybe you're not going to include it but uh, 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 basically i think it took like a couple of weeks for us to actually i think first time we went after school to shibuya for to grab coffee yeah and uh, generally to explore shibuya yeah and i think from there our caffeinated friendship Started. Yeah, 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 definitely. Just like getting mar- you, the you remember the convenience store right outside of the Shibuya station when you yeah, get yeah. off of the KO and like there's some macaroons in there and like yeah. just like, we just yeah. get the cheapest thing ever. But now that I think about it, it wasn't the che- it wasn't the most expensive thing out there. It's obviously no. cheap. Also, um, just. Uh-huh. This is really not related, but you know the area you liked, um, the food show area. On yeah, the, yeah. Is it just No, it's so it's renovated. Well, I basically they made it into a whole new. Well, it is similar, but it's kind of connected to the un, like this underground area. So mm-hmm. it, there's more shops, oh my and God. there are more places. To eat, I mean, I was getting stuck in there for a good one, two hours on a semi daily basis, but yeah, now I would just literally end up staying there overnight. I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, it's all changed after we graduated, so it's kind of like, yeah, but okay. Um, is there anything? What do you think? Did anything change about me before and after school? I knew you were gonna. I literally was looking. That it was just yeah. I mean, it's just the most really like relatable question uh, to this. I think you generally became more relaxed 
compared to high school because in high school you were always feeling uh you were always giving a vibe of how you are stressed about everything how you're stressed about the advance you're stressed about reflection you are just constantly everything has to be perfect on time on the maximum output level and uh, after for example like for me it was really surprising when i got to know that when you told me that you decided to take a gap year Mm. while studying in university let's say that was literally you were the last person from whom i would expect that based on how i know you in high school mm-hmm. and uh, for me it was in my opinion a very brave step and i'm actually really admiring you for that because of i know that you were working in tokyo and you were having some part-time jobs and because that was exactly the time when i was having my third year like the last year and actually, no, you returned back when I was still having my second year going on. And because in uh, Germany, with the lockdowns and corona restrictions, our academics were getting actually even more busy because of how everything was changing every time. And we were having more tasks to do because of the adjustment to the circumstances. And in the meantime, when I was calling you times to times and you were telling me how, yeah, like you were just taking your time, you're working cafe, you're taking some courses, having fun. I was in a good way feeling jealous because of how much um, peace you were having despite the stressfulness of the corona times compared to myself. And uh, I wish I had that option because in my case, I couldn't come back to Japan and I was just way too into, I wanted to finish my studies as fast as possible. So for me, just the idea that I'm going to extend, postpone everything to one more year would be insane. And it's actually a good thing that I didn't do it because of some changes that decided to happen in my university exactly around the time when I was finishing it. So I was thinking, thank God, I don't have to deal with it anymore. So overall, I would say that you became a bit, uh, not a bit, much more, quite a bit, um, mm. uh, taking one step at a time and step by step, uh, more with a rational peace of mind, let's say, a mm. person, which actually was also very helpful for me uh, as, again, as uh, a friend to whom I times to times need to call and rant about my stressful life. And my (laughs) life is very dramatic, as my friends know. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I would have... I don't know. I think it was the most... Well, I wasn't really... Well, with the decision of taking a gap year, like, obviously, my... um, Like, my friends were also surprised about it because... It's like I would I thought well they would have thought that I would have thought of other things that were involved in that and I was like but then that was like a really really easy decision for me I was like oh I'm doing this right after you became online so it for me it was easy but then now that I think about it like I was watching so yesterday I was watching um, YouTube videos of um, acceptance letter um, decision op- opening videos on youtube mm-hmm. and like it just brought me all this tra- trauma and i was like why am i watching this um it's so bad i actually applied to maybe about 30 unis um 
in the last year of high school and that's still already insane the fact that I even applied to that many schools but yeah. the fact that I also got into some of the schools that were amazing I was like I why did I think like this is a good this decision to just apply to freaking 30 unis and then be not like not grateful about it so it was like I guess it was more I'm just kind of relaxed that I thought you know I mean I put myself academic pressure rather than any other external pressure to be honest because I don't have any like at the time of application like my dad wasn't like physically um just around me and my mom wasn't the one who was always like kept up with my grades and all that like it was always just me telling my parents rather than them asking me to tell them if that makes sense yeah yeah, so yeah. it was like honestly yeah. just the academic pressures and much less than the um, IB, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but for me, um, I mean, you've changed a lot. Whether <laughs> <laughs> like as in like you as in like what kind of personality you have is not really that different. Like I understand all the things that you do. And why you come into terms with what you've decided on. Mm-hmm. And I like that's that's just from your genuine side of things. But in terms of like I don't know. There there wasn't any expectations of you like anyways. So I don't think it's like a change, but then it's more of like you've you're taking a lot more of a bigger decisions than like in Tokyo as you are more kept captive by like the pressure of your parents and also the situation where like you have also you also had a lifelong um, identity crisis <laughs> during um, high school and also you really just wanted to get away from it and like the fact that you um, I think a lot of a lot of the I mean, I like I I I completely understand it, but a lot of the things that, um, that like come after well that came after uni well I, that came after high school was like from from wanting to get out out of things like wanting to do something that wasn't that wasn't you um during high school so like. Because you're like you're trying trying to get something back from like what you didn't do in high school, if that makes sense. I don't know. That makes but, sense. I think I don't. Yeah. Do yeah. So like it's it's not something bad or anything, but it's yeah. some it's a it's a little different than usual. So that's different, I guess. But what <laughs> changed? Okay, like exactly. I don't. I think it's just a. Uh, like, did I change anyhow as a person? Because I... as in, like, I'm sure, it, I'm sure, like, for example, if some of the people in our class um, knew about what you've done, <laughs> what you've done during uni, I'm sure they'll be shocked. Then that's that's the kind of change I mean. Like, you would expect, you wouldn't expect that from someone who's like been like a good girl in a family, you know. Uh, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like I mean I I guess the the things that are yeah, uh, yeah. wild. 
<laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like dramatic personal life and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not anything to do with academics or anything to do with like where you're going, like what country you're going or anything. It's not. It's not that or the mindset that you have in de- making those decisions. It's more of like you have the you now have like literally there's you don't need courage to do anything that's dramatic. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's basically like I can say from my part that I at some point in university, especially when you're half fun and far from your family, I was doing more things that, of course, I wasn't letting my parents know about, but knowing that they would not be happy about it or they would not be proud of me. But that's exactly the pressure, which is kind of like an Asian style of parenting part that was really deeply integrating into my Russian parents somehow. But because it makes sense, my dad has been living in Japan for 30 years, uh, even more. And uh, me constantly having at the beginning a pressure and uh, doing some things like at parties, so like hanging out with some people, doing some stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, what would mom and dad say? And I was feeling guilty about it, although they don't even know what I'm doing. But then later I was like, okay, who cares? After all, it's my life. And as long as I'm not harming anybody, and uh, there's a difference between lying and not telling. So if I just choose strategically what to say and what not to say and because of me not saying something but still doing it any, nobody's life except for mine is affected and uh, when you are in university you should start taking care of the responsibility for your own life because parents are of course uh, there for you forever but they should not be parenting you for the rest of your life and there is a certain point when you start saying that okay i'm doing things not because of somebody or for somebody but primarily for yourself and this is a pretty big step because of course you have lots of doubts whether it's the right thing to do or bad thing to do but um it's still it has to happen and now looking back about whatever was going on in the past three years of my life which is basically how long i've been away from my family i can say that i don't regret anything and all things were happening eventually for a reason. So some things that could be judged by somebody. Uh, later, I was coming to a decision to not do them anymore. Again, by myself, not because of somebody or for somebody. And also good things I did were also because not somebody was telling me to do them, but because I wanted to do them by myself. So I can't say that I'm the wisdom of the world. I'm only 21, but I can definitely say that uh the determination of decision making is something that i definitely learned to achieve Hmm. yeah 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 like yeah i mean for me it's like a little um like i think well because i didn't have that much of a well i don't think the well like I guess to compare with a lot of people like a lot of my friends parents as well like my parents are usually chill about literally anything and that's why like I think just growing up it's not it wasn't like it was just more of me making decisions in anything and that's why in terms of what I do I don't think anything has that changed drastically from high school 
but yeah. you became a bit more self-driven flow person, I think, because in high school you, I was, for example, hearing still enough of your mom or dad or sister, just generally, like as you know, the characters that are influencing your daily life decisions. Mm. but now that especially you've been at home living with them but still it seemed like you started having your own life because of your working in cafe you're working before in in some company and then you were also taking some courses so again it became it started seeming to me more that you became less asking for parents permission uh Well, yeah, definitely. That's also, yeah, that was probably because, yeah, that was like, there was one part of me that I was obviously underage. So there's a lot of things that come into that. But many people still don't graduate from it, even if they're in 30s and 40s. So still, not as well. Yeah, yeah. Even my friends, uh, especially the the ones in Germany, I'm sorry for interrupting. (laughs) Um, I noticed that lots of students, German students in my university, uh, and because my university was private, uh, generally the fact that um, in Germany, where most of state universities are very easily accessible and you pay pretty much nothing uh, to study there, uh, the fact that still um, those German um, guys and girls who were coming to my university, that they decided to make their parents pay for their education times extra than they could possibly be spending on that was already kind of creating a vibe around them that they're more of like um uh papa mama treat me like a princess or a prince please kind of attitude uh guys and looking at them thinking that yeah they're the same age as mine but they're still having like a high schooler mindset uh, and probably that's going to be the case for the next five years or so, most likely, because of them visiting their parents on a weekly basis. And their parents are like one, two hours far away, while my situation and my other uh, non-German friends, their family is far from them. They can see them only once in a year. From us, it was looking out a bit immature and childish, I'd say. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, international schools, well, international student things, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I guess, I mean, we could talk after if you still have time, but for the recording. Yeah, for recording, we can stop and we can just continue some other day uh, next week, because like today, you listen. Oh, 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 oh,